Good evening, welcome to The Jest. My name is Nagy, I'm here as always with Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you tonight? Oh, Nagy, I'm unbelievably well. It's the night before Origin, my favourite time of the year. Um, look, life just couldn't be any better right now. It's like Christmas Eve. Uh, no. A little bit it's better. It's far better than Christmas Eve. And I, look, I love Christmas. I think the uh, the Yule season is one of my favourite times of the year. Yeah. But yeah, no, Origin just uh, knocks it out of the park. Surpasses it. It was... surpasses it with daylight to second. <laughs> so uh, here at the Joust, we talk everything Newcastle Knights uh, and uh, State of Origin tonight. Big, uh, big Origin Joust tonight. But uh, as always, we'll, uh, we'll lead in with our sponsors. Liam, do you have them there? Yep, sponsors for this week are Lakeview Blinds and Awnings, $3 VCRs at the Cambridge Hotel, and the time Elliot, uh, our producer, threw my hat on the roof at the Lass after we lost an Origin game. That's true. Origin 2015, I think it was, wasn't it? It was, yes. That was a sad night. It was a sad 52 night. 52-0. Did we get any points that game? I don't think we scored a single point. Uh. To be fair, I had uh, given Elliot a bit of a slap. Uh, hence, <laughs> he threw my hat on the roof. It wasn't entirely to do uh, with the Origin loss. <laughs> I did uh, slap him Provoke on him. his face. <laughs> yes. Um did we ever recover that hat? Or is it still there? No, it's still there. We can make it maybe after it's still t- there. tomorrow night we can make an effort to try to get it back. Because it's still yours. It's still my hat. Le- like Legally, I'm not sure about uh, you know squatters' rights. I think it's actually a... a it owns the pub a now. Ra- yeah, it's, it's the publican. <laughs> that hat is now the publican. Uh, um, uh, we should do uh, first celebratory sips. I nearly didn't get all that first out. First celebratory sips to Roscoe. Back in the team, Fulmine Bianco. Out of the doghouse. Welcome back, Ross Dog. It's Welcome like you never left. Back the Ross Dog. Guaranteed a win now. On oh, absolutely, and, absolutely. Uh, but uh, as is tradition, we'll start the show in the uh, respectable sense we do every week uh, with the playing of the Australian national anthem. Please be upstanding. Who can take a Oh, uh, terribly sorry about that, guys. Our producer, Elliot, is uh, currently trying to come to terms with his type 2 diabetes he's recently been diagnosed with. Uh, so, listening to a lot of songs about candy. Terrible affliction there. Can't diabetes. eat it. No. So, he just uh, listens to songs about it. So, it's kind of strange, but, you know, we all you know, we all deal with hardship in our own individual he, way. He also looks like he's losing a foot, which isn't good news, but... Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's quite bad. It's uh, the left foot, which, you know, kind of needs that one. Least used, though, of the, of the two. Of the two, yes. Of the two Definitely of the two. Now, there was, no, there was no Knights game on the weekend. Which is a shame. I, is it? <laughs> Actually, no, you raise a good point there, Nagy. Touche. Um, I thought, I like, I I'd probably hit about Sunday afternoon, I thought, gee, I feel good. And I was like... Is it is it, you know is it the excitement of origin is it the heroin throwing flowing through my veins or is it the fact that I didn't experience a terrible loss from the Newcastle Knights on the weekend I think it was the latter I'd say it's a combination of all three all three <laughs> all three yes but no I was a bit the same you know there was a it was a relatively happy weekend which is uh, which is quite nice it was well uh, like two points on the ladder which is uh, always a good thing um, especially for the Newcastle side because um, we never know where our next two points are coming from. Uh, once the buys are done, so and I'll uh, tell you what, the buy looked good against us. <laughs> I was, uh, I think, Tabcorp was giving the buy a dollar thirty-five. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. Look, it was, it was no certainty. And let's just say that, but um, we managed to cover the spread though, so we're all good. That's good. That's good. The team will uh, learn a lot from that uh, that win. But um, but this week uh, we've got the Melbourne Storm up at uh, Amy's Park. Um, 
out at six o'clock on a Friday night, which just seems to be the graveyard, I think, for all these terrible games, like the, the bad matchups. Funnily enough, the Knights have played in a lot of a them. A lot of them, like, yeah. What's yeah, that yeah. saying about our team? It just seems to be like the throwaway, like as people are arriving to the pub, like, oh, we'll throw on the six o'clock game, the one that, you know, it's not really going to be a contest and it's going to be like, you know, Canberra plays Penrith or something like you know what I mean? It's like, like that beer you find in your fridge that's been in there for a few months, so you figure you'll have it first because you can wash it down with the rest of the good beers you actually but it, want. But it ruins your night. But it <laughs> ruins your night. Yeah, that's uh, that's the that's the beer that causes the horrifying things you do in the bathroom the next day. If you're ever looking at the beer and you have to like halfway through it, you decide to then look at the expiry. You know you're in it. You know you've put yourself in strife, uh, and you're not onto a good thing. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's we've got a. I think we got some stats here from our uh, our the statsman uh, Daryl Ferguson. Uh. We do actually. I got a couple of stats from Daryl. Look, I think this is going to be a real toughie for the Knights. Obviously, Melbourne are going to have some Origin affected players. Uh, something well, it, it we be- have the luxury of uh, <laughs> not experiencing, except of course for Dane Gagai. Well, assuming that um, assuming that Dane's out. Um, and Although he has been named. Well, he's been named, but I think uh, also probably for Melbourne, I think all their stars have been named. But you'd think um, we couldn't have got the Storm at a better time uh, with Cooper Cronk and Cameron Smith. Uh, although Slater not playing Origin this, this week, um, so he's a guaranteed starter. He'll be fresh. Yeah, unfortunately. And then they've got Cameron Munster, who just seems to be playing well uh, regardless of who's there. And he's going to get more ball and probably blow us away as well i don't know who will be their hooker um i haven't i, haven't seen I don't think they've actually had a reserve <laughs> hooker in the last five to ten years no, just playing 80 minutes every other week and yeah, playing i can't 50 actually games a season. think of anyone else who's worn the number nine jersey for the storm robbie ross no he was a fullback no, wasn't he was he? A, yeah he was definitely a fullbacker <laughs> but i don't know i don't, know. I don't <laughs> think we'll, they've ever had another we'll, hooker in the history of the club unfortunately the way that these two players play the game um they're going to end up um playing origin having a blinder uh, and then also backing up two nights later having uh, a blinder having again. a blinder again against our nights I've always had this theory that like people are like oh they shouldn't um, they shouldn't play soon after they're going to be banged up but like even I think at all levels of sport like once you've had this high intensity game and you've been bashed around at, at that to like the highest degree then coming back to a, a, like regular football, I swear these players, especially Queenslanders, but it happened when the Blues were winning as well. I think I'm about to come off a winning culture, but like um, when uh, Joey and Bezzy used to come back from like Origin camp, like play Origin, and then be back up for the weekend, they'd have blinders too. It's like they had it like like they were on a different. Oh, it speed. adds an extra couple of foot. I think being in Origin camp definitely adds an extra couple of foot to your stature and. You know, it gives you a bit of uh, it, it. It really just swells those balls up with bit confidence. Bit of blood flow. Yeah. Bit of blood flow to the uh, the nether regions and such. Yeah. But yeah, no. Look, the I mean, we don't have a good record against Melbourne. We've only won four of the last fifteen. It's been um, a, it's been a like a very grudgy match. Uh, probably like well oh, for years now. Probably since really we beat them in the uh, 2013. Um, the prelim. The wasn't prelim. It? Yes. yes. Um, that was uh, that was a grudgy match, and then we had uh, the, the uh, we had the Alex McKinnon um, incident the following year, and that obviously put a lot more feeling into the, the into the clash. Um, and like some some time has passed now, but um, we've had little. We've had some success. We beat them at uh, we beat them last year under Bedsy. Like last year. No, the year before. The year before. Sorry. It was. It was the year before. I cling on to these wins like they were close, <laughs> but really they were long, long ago. Large parts of our memory of last year is kind of blacked Lapsed. out. Lapsed. Yeah. yeah. Lapsed. <laughs> Alcohol, you see. 
<laughs> Mostly the alcohol. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, but um, but you know, it's so the year before last, we managed to beat them at Amy Park, which is for a Knights record, pretty good. Especially, we did also get the wooden spoon that year. Also, also, no, oh, we got a collection, but um. The draw's overflowing. The brownie does a hell of a soup. Uh, so he's got so many spoons. Uh, but look, Nagy, wit now, I guess you're looking for ways to beat Melbourne and the way that Craig Bellamy has that team set up just seems kind of nigh on impossible. But <laughs> in saying that, you know, some of Melbourne's weaknesses are playing a bit to the Knights' strengths. Now, stats here are showing that Melbourne have conceded 10 tries up the middle. Now, that's over 35% of their tries. Yeah. Where do you see the Knights' perceived strength up the middle that we've developed? How's that going to help us, do you think? Well, Danny Levi. I think uh, Danny Levi's running game, even in that loss against Penrith, he still made a really nice break late in the game. And I think that's in, an integral part of us being a young side. Lots of movement around the ruck. Uh, like, and I've, I see a lot of us, like, we give a lot of... T- like, we make the middle work very hard. And we build our sets off, um, you know, off tackle two, three, and four, working for the same group of people. And then on that fourth or fifth, pushing, and that's when like gives Danny Levi a lot of room for these tired people that have just made two tackles, three tackles in a row, um, to, to to push his way through. And he and he's you know he darts around quick, much like a young Isaac Luke. I know he's been compared to earlier as a as an Isaac Luke. Probably doesn't have the defensive prowess of a, of a Luke, but has a, a similar sort of um, uh, just just that uh, just that, loves a dart. Yeah, loves a dart. Um, and I think in. We've got Tyler Randall on the bench this week, and I think that's an important part of um, Levi's game is having Randall there for a 25-minute stint. So it's um, so because I don't think um, Levi, being the age he is and just his style, doesn't work if he's making 45 tackles a game, which he has a few. Excuse me, 45 tackles a game, um, which he has done a few times this year. Um, so yeah, it just kills his running game. Doesn't run if he's doing all the defense like middle. Um, defending so having Randall on um, and having that option there to bring him on giving Levi a rest and because Randall's no slash either like I, I think Tyler Randall will be starting for us if Levi was out and I, I think um, he's probably going to be one of the unlucky ones that doesn't get re-signed this year um, but uh, but yeah that's what, for me that's where I think we're going to go up the middle late in the game hit out first try to keep the scores low uh, and then then try to push around the ruck um, Which definitely suits Danny Levi. What we've seen from him earlier in the early in this season, one of the few highlights of the Knights game has been Levi's work in around the ruck. Even if it's you know just taking that little step to draw the markers and the A defender before he distributes the ball, his work around the ruck's just tremendous. And, yeah, you know to see it from a player at twenty years old. I don't think he's that. No, he's probably twenty twenty one. I don't know. He's, Thereabouts he, is quite impressive. So he's I, a young man's. So I think he could be a key cog. In key the cog, if you will, in the uh, in the wheel. Victory over Melbourne. Cog in the gears. In the gears. Cog. Yeah. Cog, cog. He's a cogsman. He's a cogsman. Um, much like Jack Cogger is. Yes. He's also Cogger, a cogsman. another great Newcastle cogsman. <laughs> but um, I think the thing we've learned over the last couple of weeks, where the Knights have, you know, won a game, which was great, <laughs> and then uh, went back to not winning games, is uh, that. The completions and the errors that have just been killing us. Like we showed against Canberra, we finally got one up in the possession battle, won the bloody game. Yeah. And, you know, the Knights, they're still last for incomplete sets in the fi- in our own half. Now, they also last be... on the ladder as well. Also that, last just, and that's last. That's another great stat. <laughs> last and last. You see how they line up there? Yeah. yeah. So, 
the Knights' mistakes are coming at really inopportune moments. The Knights are making mistakes in an area where the opposing team then has carte blanche, if yeah. you will. I will. And you will, Nagy. I know that you will. To hit back in just tremendous attacking position. I think it comes down to this modern game of NRL that we play now, and it's probably been the way that always. But the, um, but now with all like you know the stats and the, the sports science behind it, it is pr- like we did against Canberra. You control the possession, you complete your sets, you don't miss tackles, and and you win games. Like it's always against the clock. You know what I mean? If you can if you can hold them out for large periods and and um, control possession, you're making them defend. And as you uh, make a team defend, uh, you're just taking the wind out of the sails for when they have the ball. Uh, and it's been done for you know it's been done for years, and it's not nothing new. But it's it seems that when we get that right, we put more points on. Um, uh, except for when it's the Bulldogs game and we keep crossing the line and it keeps getting disallowed. Mm, that was terrible. That was really not a good day in my life. <laughs> no. It was a very bad day. But look, I don't know. I think the Knights could really step up and make a, a statement here. I know it's, you know, perceived to be a bit of a weaker game for Melbourne. They've just come out of origin, blah, blah, blah. They'll be rolling out the excuses and what have you. But a real, ex- a real chance for the Knights to kind of stamp a bit of a... Hey, we're here. Yeah, like I, I've always been a fan of trying to like, well, thinking of changing the NRL structure to say that we suspend the NRL regular season and have three Origin clean weeks, you know, like, and I think that'd be enough because that's what anyone's ever talking about is Origin during this time. And like, you you know, you get back into only mainly for like tipping comps and whatnot, like you start talking about the regular round, but these Origin depleted sides, which we saw four of them play on the weekend was such a sad round, really like... <laughs> Eight nine in that Sharks Bulldogs game, and they had eight players out collectively. Like some pretty terrible rugby league being played. It just it was just like just like I wouldn't go see that. Like it's you wouldn't bring your kids to that. You maybe if you're looking to get out of the house, or you know you're having some arguments with your wife, or there's some problems at home, or some financial difficulties that you don't want to discuss. But watching the NRL rounds without the Origin plays, it's like watching you know Ernest goes to camp but without the Ernest without it's just <laughs> some bloke going, going to a camp, camp you don't really care about it's just like why am but I then you get this? Ernest in all it's a comedic rollicking adventure so <laughs> you know I think yeah no Nagy I agree with you there. they've got to look at a standalone origin period and because like as, as I was saying that it, it also rewards the teams that aren't performing well now being a, an avid supporter of a team that's not performing well you should think that I'm for it <laughs> Because it gives us an advantage only having one player um, out for Origin. And, and as of next year, not even that one. <laughs> not even that one. Um, and not much on the horizon. Well, the Pong could be... Uh, oh, the Pong will be in a Queensland jersey before the decade is out. That's such a shame. That's, that's such a damn a shame. shame. Um, he could have been such a perfect, perfect player. But um, not so much anymore. Uh, tainted. He's a tainted player. He's a tainted pong. <laughs> he's, he's like, a, tainted he's like pong. a fine wine that you've just left out for too long. Does that sound like, like an anus-themed superhero? The tainted, tainted pong. pong. <laughs> <laughs> the tainted pong. <laughs> you don't know what his superpowers are. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's... it's. I think... Against the Storm, look, we've got a puncher's chance and a puncher's chance only. We have to hope that they have a bad game. Um, it, what An advantage that we do have because assuming that Cameron Smith doesn't play. We don't have the Cameron Smith relationship with the referee. And also, they then won't have a number nine. Like I said, well, I, there is said, no other hookers in Melbourne. I, <laughs> they got so comfortable with yeah. Cameron. But, like, it just not having that, like, you know, 
it seems to be when he's he's the one talking to the ref, he just has this way about him. You know, he goes up to them a little like he brushes their hair away from their eyes and and just you know a quick uh, quick glances up and down and brings them out a little apple before the game. Yeah, oh, he, yeah this for you, Miss Referee. <laughs> whispers sweet nothings in his ear. And, uh, oh, you keep a great 10 metres. <laughs> oh. oh, put that whistle in. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I think without, if they don't play with them and they, the captaincy goes to, I don't know who would be on that side. Will I'd have to go to Kronk, wouldn't you think? Well, assuming that Kronk doesn't. I'm assuming that these two, uh, they're both 46 well, years old. Surely before, the, uh, before the nosebeard scandal, I would have said Jesse Abromwich for sure. He would have definitely However, taken it. Yeah, surely you wouldn't. That's a that's a good question. Now we've had the nose beer scandal. Would you give the captaincy to Billy Slater? Well, you'd think so. Um, you'd think so, but I don't know. Like, have you heard Billy talk? He's like a jockey. Yes, like, which would be very distracting because everyone would be laughing when he's <laughs> talking to the referees, tugging at the referee shorts. Hey, did you see the penalty back there? What are I, what are my hands on the ball? They, yeah. I hope they mow, get away, Billy. Get I hope they mow the lawn uh, <laughs> close <laughs> enough that you can see him. He'll get lost. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so if they go to Billy Slater or they go to another player, I think it might give um, just a little bit of hope because we might even the playing field about the attention the referee gives because God knows the referee loves the Melbourne Storm. And not the Newcastle Knights. Not the Newcastle Knights at no. all, uh, especially when it's away and we don't even have the Newcastle cohort uh, chanting. So, mm. but uh, like, it, like we've got, yeah, very little chance. I think the, uh, but if, 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 if they have not many players in and things don't go their way, and we have all our players in, and things go our way, just maybe in an 80-minute period, we might actually win the game. But it'll be upsetting for most of the rugby league community. And we'll definitely ruin some multis. So, uh, Yeah, hope- and that's the, the funniest thing about Origin time. Look, and that's what I think I'm going to start taking up next year, is uh, putting on a lot more multis. Because it's around this time of year when your multis are really starting to get tough. So, you know, the Origin football period is... Uh, you know, not very exciting, but if you've got a multi on, you're on the edge of your seat. Yes, well, that's it. Like, that seems to be the way that everyone's got a little bet on or, like, it'll at least the tipping comps, they have mm. money sort of in the on the horizon, you know, waiting for on the result of this game. And, you know, you, you're swearing the, the name of, like, the replacement winger that's in the side just because they, you know, couldn't put the, the, you know, the bloody ball down. And, and because before that, you didn't even support the team. You've never watched a Canberra Raiders game in your life and then... Yeah. Never actually heard of them until we beat them. <laughs> so it's um yeah look it's going to be an interesting experience to see what happens uh, on Friday. Friday yes. Friday on the Fox Sports six o'clock game. Um, the graveyard. The graveyard shift uh, or the grave. Oh, that's what they used to call the stadium. Sorry, isn't it? And oh no, I just meant the the, the six o'clock game is a graveyard because remember we discussed earlier. With the, the people. My memory is like a goldfish. <laughs> I might have dreamed that. <laughs> Do you know where you are right now, Liam? Um, no. <laughs> we're uh, going to have a short break and we're going to come back and talk some origin news as well as uh, open up Liam's mail sack. Also, I'm going to have uh, Nagy just quickly brief me on what's been happening for the last <laughs> day because it seems to have just disappeared. <laughs> where am I? All right, we'll be right back. Shit, I thought I was going to call back to an FU joke. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Uh, we're going to jump straight into the the pointy end of all uh, the Newcastle Knights news. I think we've got some uh, pretty big news there, Liam. Yes, Dylan Pythian resigns for the club. Well, has he? Res- I think it's it's the intentions of the club. The to intention sign of the club is to re-sign Dylan Pythian. That might have been my fault for telling you that he's resigned um, without actually saying he like the club has shown that he will be re-signed. Okay, will he? Well, that's what Brownie said. I hope so now. Well, he might have a meeting with Brownie and then decide against it. (laughs) He might. But obviously, uh, Daniel? Dylan. 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 Daniel. His brother's not going to be signed with the club. No, no, no. no. But uh, Dylan Pythian did his ACL um, uh, at the beginning. Brown won, I think it was, uh, after very few touches. But he was given the, the, the fullback spot. Uh, and we thought, okay, this could be like a, the start of something big. After only playing two games the year before, obviously had a big off season, but um, did his ACL. Tragedy for the Knights. Uh, after already lots of tragedies for the Knights uh, leading up to that point. Uh, the more tragedies, the further you look back, really. <laughs> but um, but it was unfortunate. But it's good to see the club getting behind him and obviously saying, like, look, he's still in our future plans. Now, that's a good point you brought up there, Nagy. Where does he fit into the plans? Now, obviously, we've got the Pong coming. He's well, going to be first choice fullback. Yes. We've got the Pith. We also have the Brendan Elliott. How do you do three fullbacks into one? Well, he, like, um, Brownie uh, said that it would be the Pong backup. Um, obviously, the Pong's a very young player. And, uh, at, like, he, he might get injured. He might do the Pithian to get injured round one. And then we're like, well. Oh, God. I not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't even. Pretend that might happen. <laughs> well, it could. It could happen. It, but it, it also could not happen. Yeah, it could. But yeah, it's um, but it's pong backup. It's the back. It's it's the the whiff. We can the whiff. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the whiffian. Look, uh, I've had some. Uh, <laughs> I've had the toilet backup, and there was a pong coming out a few times. <laughs> but those uh, North American toilets, they've got a, a tiny little hole, but lots of water. It's a, it just backs up really easily. What a terrible. terrible combination! It's a ridiculous combination. It should just be equal to water to hole ratio. Well, no, because what we've got down here is very good. It's a large hole with small water. water. <laughs> very large hole, small water. Maybe uh, sometimes th- not enough water. No, no, I've always found it to be quite adequate. All right, I'll retract that. <laughs> yes, uh, please do. Um, but yeah, no, look, I think it's a good thing re-signing the Pith. Obviously shows a lot of potential. He's a zippy man. He's a little zippy little fella. Yeah, well, he, like they said, they can play a number of positions. He can play in the halves, he can play at hooker, he can play uh, at centre, and he can play at fullback. Oh, that's good. Untried at all those positions besides... Um, good what, the hell, he can probably play prop. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just chuck him, him in the second round. Throw him in there. But yeah. he's it, like he did... Looked impressive from uh, Hooker from the limited time he had last year, and uh, and they've decided to, despite the unfortunateness and he being off contract, they're going to offer him another contract, which I think is good because we're going to see a lot of players next season who didn't perform this year not get contracts. Um, we'll look into that later in the season. When we we will, I imagine. But uh, that's really good news. There's also some other. Um, Talking about whiffs and sniffs. Mm, um, give us a whiff of this news now. Give I think it was uh, the Herald that posted it. it. Might have been the Telegraph. Both of equal standing in my uh, <laughs> in my household of uh, right next to the uh, <laughs> the uh, the porcelain throne, <laughs> just in case. Uh, but no, look, they said that Maloney. Look, he's looking to upgrade his contract. Uh, not, apparently the Sharks are only offering him uh, 550000 Well, that's his current contract with another year to go. But uh, I'd say being a 30-year-old guy who's um, who's playing blues and and he's in the upper echelon, 
of uh, of halves in the game. Um, he's been paid underpaid. These this is the, the this was the season or this is the season of million dollar signings. If you're not signed for a million dollars, you're worthless. You're no one. You're no one. You are no one. Who are you? Like how much did uh, Moses get to go to Parramatta? Nine hundred thousand Australian dollars. That can't be right. That is absolutely correct. Oh, fucking hell. Um, but like all how much did uh, the that other fella the the other Tigers guy get re-signed for? Five fifty or something like that. Who was that? Which one? Well, not Moses. The other one. Luke Brooks. Brooksy. Oh, yeah, but he would have been commanding. No, was it Moses? It was Brooks that went. No, no. No, Brooks Moses stayed. went. I don't care much for other teams. No, I don't no, follow no. What the heck, what's going on. But look, I think... But th- he got about the, about the same amount that Maloney's on. And this is a guy that is pretty much unproven. He's he's a young guy. He hasn't played any rep football. And then you have this New South Wales half um, who's just won a premiership with the club. And yeah, so his contract's got to be... Hugely upgraded. And, and God knows we got money to throw. We have got a lot of money to throw at this James Maloney fella. Let's just hope that he doesn't have a meeting with uh, with Brownie. <laughs> Let's just hope oh that he... Oh, God, no. Well, like, the thing that that, that, that took my interest, uh, the, our um, football manager or our recruitment and retention uh, manager now is from the Sharks. Um, we keep calling him Darren Mooney because we refuse to look up his actual name. So he is Darren Mooney henceforth. Darren Mooney from now on. And... It's look. He's the guy that brought a lot of players to the Sharks. They already had a, a, a like a nice sort of um, sort of spine there already. But like he brought Maloney to the Sharks when the Roosters pretty much discarded him. Like well, they they were looking stupidly at like Hastings at the time, like and thinking that was going to be the next big thing. Um, obviously, they got uh, Kiri now, and they've sort of mended their ways. But uh, they let Maloney go, and uh, and like he's yeah for five fifty a season towards the end of his uh, career. Now he's won another premiership. So now he's played in three grand finals in his career. He's won two of them. And he's uh, 30, I believe. Um, so for a lot of the teams, it wouldn't be a, like a, a million-dollar signing sort of uh, proposition. But for the Knights... And I think what you've the stat you've just brought up there, he's been in three grand finals. He's won two of them. He's the kind of player that success follows. He started his career in the very successful Melbourne Storm system. So obviously he has had experience with how to be a part of a winning culture, how to, you know, graft and and win the games that you need to win to be a good footballer. He goes to the Warriors, a ragtag bunch of Warriors make the grand final. He goes to the Roosters, three straight minor premierships and a grand final. He goes to the Sharks, first grand final in 50 years. This is a man who builds success around him. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what his secret is. He should be seeking new management is what he should be seeking. His manager's hopeless. If he's on half a million dollars, like the... The impact that he seems to have on clubs, he's on the same money that they that that well, like Paul Vaughan got signed for five hundred thousand dollars season, and he's having a great season. But he's a prop, and you don't win premierships by your prop. Um, it like it, when you look at like uh, what did Aaron Woods just get signed? We're using these Tigers players, so they went like he went for uh, upwards towards that million dollar mark, much more than Maloney's on, uh, and he can do so much more than what Woods can. I know, that, like especially in a Bulldogs pack, are already filled with giants. So it's like, what are they hoping to add to that side? Look, he's he's got another year on his contract, but for dismal money. And you think in a year's time, unless if like he's one like knee Rico away from like not being worth anything, like it's such a, it's just such a like a, what's the word I'm looking for, Liam? It's a, it's 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 debacle. Debacle. It's a debacle. <laughs> well, but look, I think the way we'll use that. And uh, the other way you look at it, like if Maloney's on five fifty. Yeah. You can't demand a jump from 550 to a million. So you're going to be looking at maybe a, 
200, 300 grand. So you'll be looking at paying, you know, 750, 850. For yep. a player like Maloney, that is still a bargain. Still a bargain. And honestly, the He's, Knights look, have got enough. They what, could throw a million a year at him, but they may not have to. To get him here, they, well, actually, that's a lie. The Knights do need to throw a million a year at him <laughs> to get him here. But um, but look at the, what's Kronk asking? Million, yeah? And Tedesco, million. Um, there's, there's It's just easy. Is it easy to count? Just roll it off the tongue. Million. Yeah. Good you million dollars. It's really quick. Like a contract negotiation. Man. Give me a million dollars. You know, it sounds like a dick. It's like $850,000. No, just me. Me. Give me a million. Hey. So, like, all Brandon needs to do is get him having a cup of coffee and he's like, give me a million dollars. We'll give it. Yeah. Just a get cup, him to the can Thursday but night. Get him up for a song. <laughs> we know he loves a beer. Well, he'll fit right in. He would fit Maybe if Brandy so sung well the Midas Touch to him. and um, <laughs> Everything he touches turns Turn to gold. gold. And uh, then he'll get, get the message. This is what the town's about. No, he'll I understand. think... Look, he, he went to the Sharks under Darren Mooney, like under Mooney's advice. He won a premiership there. He's seen much more success to a player that could have seen the end of his career. And um, I think if... The, that, that, that That's an in for us. He will talk to the player... Like, talk to the... Sorry, the person that has given him success so far. So it's. I think we're in with the shot. I think it's. Uh, I like it. It's better than Kronk. Let's be honest. Like, oh, like, absolutely. It's a better like like. Is he a better player than Kronk? Not not necessarily, but like you could sign Maloney on a three year contract, and have that sort of um, sort of depth of looking into the future and like a player that really wants to play the rest of the career, not like Kronk, who I might come to Sydney, but I might also retire and I might play one year and I want to work for Fox Sports and. Yada, yada, yada. And I think the other thing about Maloney that would be great for Newcastle, you you see who he's playing with at the Sharks, you Chad Townsend. Very good halfback, very good organisational halfback, but no world beater. And yet, you know, with Maloney by his side, went on to win a premiership. Yeah. <clears throat> Did actually, honestly, I'm shooting myself in the foot here, prove his credentials, playing for City and playing very well. Yeah, And yeah. actually, in a few times, Maloney... But like, yeah. I'm, would, actually, would... I'm, I've just completely ruined my point. Chad Townsend <laughs> on his own is actually a very handy football player. One of the most underrated halves in the comp. Um, but I think having a player like Maloney with that playmaking nous, that experience, Hodkinson coming to the club as a senior, well, is this experienced half. Is this another Hodkinson story? Are we well, going to get no. Maloney and then we realise that he's actually on one leg and he can't kick? And Well, no, because Hodkinson coming over was seen to be the experienced, you know, grizzled veteran of a half. He was still only 26. Maloney's now at that end where he really can take players under his wing without, you know, yeah. any worry about his credentials. He's... He stamped himself in the game. The players, he'll come over. The players will say, "Yep, that's James Maloney, a and, dominant half and a winner." And I want to play with James Maloney. Is another thing they want to say. Like it's like, and as much as like uh, we love Hodko, we love Hodko on the show. He's well, an we avid do, listener. We do. Um, Loves and the program. Look, yeah, and we'd love to see him playing first grade football again. Uh, it's just that in this Knights rebuilding side, uh, he might not be the answer that we need to look for. We might have to look elsewhere. But it's. Like, Hodko was a signing that was done before Nathan Brown. You can't hold it against Brown for dropping him. If anything, it's a new coach. It's understandable. Um, so, if this was a Nathan Brown move, it's something that he could really back his uh, his coaching credentials on. Uh, so, look, it's an exciting prospect, and hopefully it will uh, develop further. Um, but also, we have another signing there. Uh, or, sorry, we put in an offer, apparently, according to um, someone in the paper. I don't know. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> We don't research these things. We just no. read them. <laughs> we read them from someone and then we go, all right, that sounds good. Uh, is uh, Elliot. Adam Elliot? Adam Elliot from the Bulldogs. I think he'd be a very good buy. If you watch Adam Elliot, he's a very bustling forward. He does a lot of work. 
a lot of hit ups, big hearts. Sorry, Nagy's just showed me a picture of a penis. <laughs> picture. I've driven, the, I've, I've drawn a penis on on the side of a can. It's very humorous. <laughs> actually. I quite like it. Um, it will never die. The the joke of drawing a penis oh, or something and showing never. it to someone. If else. anything, it's actually aging really well. It's getting funnier. But yeah, no, I think Adam Elliott, very good player, hard yardage type player that I think Brownie's he's clearly trying to stick with. He's a very active player. Loves his hand on the ball. I think he'd be a great signing. And he showed that for City Origin when he played for City this year. Plucked yeah. out of relative obscurity yeah. when City only had four players to call on. He actually stepped up and had a really good game. I'm looking forward to Hopefully we can get someone like that. Like this sort of um, a young... Like it keeps with the, the youthful theme of the side. Um, it's not, uh, But it's just, just like one of these players. He's, he's fighting... For, he's starting in a very strong Bulldogs pack. Um, so it's it's he's he's used to sort of fighting for his position. I think he's a lot to give, and it's a, like it's a very promising signing. Um, so that's I think that's all the signing news, is it? That's all we've got. Yeah, there Pythian, could be more, Maloney, but we haven't Elliot. read enough. No, <laughs> nothing's been posted in the Daily Telegraph because <laughs> we get it hot off the press here at the Jazz. <laughs> <Hot off> the <laughs> press. <laughs> but uh, we can move straight on to uh, Liam's mail sack. Liam's, what's in what's in your sack this week? Uh, look, we're uh, continuing with our theme last week. Liam's mail sack has been renamed Blue Balls because it's all very origin themed. People very. are feeling the origin. It's uh, it's all happening now. Down below, a couple of very good questions. Uh, Timothy Roots. Now, Tim Roots. The first half of Tim Roots' question is actually something we will discuss at greater detail on the night of the game. But Tim Roots asks in the second part of his question, is Mitch Pierce an absolute passenger at origin level? Naggy thoughts on well, that? He ha- look, he has been at times. Like, look, and he, he, He's been carrying aside. If you look at some of the people that he's been parved with, like paired up with they, and like they might get one game two games uh, I think there was even a Jamie Lyon at one stage it was actually so it's not like it's these um, he hasn't had this like solid personal reliance he's been this young guy that's had a lot of pressure on his shoulders still has time in his career like this could be he's one series win away from being remembered as a genius well uh, as like an origin great um, I think if we remember back um so like even like <clears throat> there was things coming through the week that like that um, posted about Joey and Lockyer how at his at Pierce's age they had a terrible Origin record and <clears throat> I think that was probably just the stats not doing, telling the whole story really I think everyone knew that Origin uh, sorry that Joey and um, excuse me I'm very gassy tonight <laughs> I think yes. it's the cans I'm drinking from it's cans it's the cans they'll do that too <laughs> um, but I think it's like it's I think everyone knew that the class of Lockyer and the class of Joey. Um, and then when they finally showed it, everyone was just sort of expecting it. It's um, And Joey was like t- broken down to a point of no return, it seems. At one oh, in 2005, he was well, he came straight out of Hospital at Westmead. Well, I mean, he, he, he's come, literally came back from one game that they didn't, the Knights didn't win, and then he got selected under Ricky Stewart to come back for game two after the Brett Kamali uh, cut pass incident. Which one of we'll, our great origin moments, which what, we will be addressing tomorrow which night. we will be addressing. Um but it, like he was so broken down, that man was barely functioning. But gave arguably the greatest individual performance in Origin history. Yeah. Game two, two thousand and five. Look it up; it's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, a game! The Forty game. twenty, the kick into the post for Minicello, the flat just... ball for Braithanasita score. Yeah. Oh he, look, my he, god! He, he controlled that game. He controlled and like and look, Mitchell Pierce looks a better player. He's he's been selected on worse form uh, previously, so this gives him an opportunity to. Just to to step up, everyone talks about like maturity. Look, another thing that we discussed earlier, Liam, is also that Robbie Farah isn't there. Yes, so now that s- Robbie Farah's not there, when Robbie was there, it was very much Robbie's side. He would run the side in the way that he could. Yep. So Mitch Pierce was somewhat 
pigeonholed into what Robbie's idea of what he should do is. Now with Nathan Peets at hooker, I think Piercy will have a, a lot more of a free reign. Well, it should be just like like the the, the the thing should be just give the ball to the Harps, get get them to early, give them to Maloney, give them to Pierce, let them let them do their thing. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, I think we got enough giants in that blue sub that we we should be able to get over the uh, the Queensland side early. And that's the other thing when you look into the early career of Mitch Pierce at Origin, it's rare that he played behind a you know a dominant or even good forward pack. Well, it's, we kept going for this mobile forward pack that we kept talking about uh, like and we kept putting these like back rowers in front rowers positions and we'd done it for years and we'd like managed to we'd managed to uh, uh be successful early on with that and thinking that that was the recipe. Uh I know there was like starting Steve Simpson who like another origin great and a nice great and saw a lot of success but starting him at starting prop in a position that he didn't play at club level. It's a strange decision starting Maggie. Craig Fitzgibbon later decision. on at at prop as well. And having this sort of like, we'll fill the team with back rowers and it'll be mobile and they won't know what's going on. But it didn't work. You put these back rowers at prop uh, in a team that wasn't moving forward and they were just getting like, you know, belted by these like, you know, the the Ben Hannats and the Sam Thidays and the Matt Scotts. Which if you look at this New South Wales team, it's got a lot of hard work in it. It's got a lot of run meters. It's got a lot of domination. I think you're going to see Mitch Pierce running off the back of a dominant forward this line. This is, uh, to answer Tim's question, this is the time that he needs to show that he's going to be. This is it. Now, Aldon. This is a quick one from Aldon, the Tamworth Tank. Favourite origin fight, Nagy? My favourite origin fight has to be when Eric Groth and Justin Hodges went at it. I can't think of a better they didn't one. didn't land a single punch. No, they brilliant. Look, I tell you what, they, neither of brilliant. them could actually land a punch, but both of them really, really wanted to hit the other one mm. so hard in the face. God bless them. They gave it their all. They really tried. Um... Again, failed miserably, but God, it was good to watch. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I remember watching it as as a, as a, I was a young lad, <laughs> but like just seeing like because I really wanted someone to punch Justin Hodges in the face. Oh, don't we all? We've all been through that. And Eric Groth was the meanest guy on the field um, in that 0506 sort of like realm. Like he was incredible for a winger. Uh, and Much like his father. Well, that's the thing. He had this era of like sort of un- untouchability. Like you couldn't get it one it over. So anything. strong. It was quite amazing. Yeah, oh, it was insane. Hmm. But um, that's my favorite Argentine fight. Is just seeing those two throw haymaker after haymaker at each other, not landing any, which is probably more in in, in tune with the PC culture of uh, of rugby league these days. What about you, Liam? Look, my favorite is uh, still Michael Jennings flying punch on Brent Tate's head because it meant someone <laughs> punched Brent Tate in the head. <laughs> that's all I'll say about that because that was brilliant. He missed as well, didn't he? No, no, he nailed Brent Tate on I believed his left temple. I thought he clipped him. <laughs> didn't he? Clip him? <laughs> he- Clobbered him pretty good. But he got sin- he got sinbin. Oh, he got sinbin. But it was worth it. I would have taken him being rubbed out for the entire rest of his career just, <laughs> just to watch him fly in and punch Brent, Brent Tate. Brent Tate, horrible looking man. I think we can just all agree. Just a dick. Don't care for him at all. <laughs> never have, never will. Now, now the- question from Andrew Baker. Favourite origin performances by Knights players. Now, this is a specific one to the joust. What do you got, Nagy? Uh, look, there's so many. When, when the Knights are playing well, there were so many great uh, Knights performances. And I think... Um, like obviously with Joey Bedsy, if you want to like as we said, if you watch that game two of two thousand five, without cling on oh, to the past, oh, and I do watch it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I do watch you it. You never see a better like a combination of a of a halfback hooker, uh, and uh, it might be just me with with blue coloured eyes. No, you're right. They had, he had Braithen Nasser playing outside him. Well, that's a passenger, not a, a very passenger. good. Yes, you want to talk about passengers? Braithen Braith outside of Bedsy into Joey. That's a passenger. And just just show the 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 Joe is constantly backing up, like giving early uh, early. Giving football. Foot, early football. Early football. Oh, on, early, what's it called? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> then, um, 
delivery? No, that doesn't work either. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on. Um, look, and then you got him backing up, scoring his own tries that series. Like it was just, it was a remarkable thing. And and you, as soon as we got inside that twenty, it was our game. Uh, I we, think, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think for me, you got to look at as well uh, some of Paul Harrigan's games in the mid nineties. Good. I God, mean, he yeah. was part of a huge forward unit. You know, you've got. Paul Sirinan, you've got Blocker Roach, you've got Mark Carroll, you've got Glenn Brad Lazarus. Clyde, Glenn Lazarus. And Chief won a couple of man of the matches and led from the front. He was absolutely dominant. Reckless. In a forward pack that was insanely dominant. And of course, he, he, I love how the fact that like every other time he would like fight... Um, Marty Bella. No, not Bella. No, 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 sorry. But like every other manly game with uh, with oh. Harrigan, he would fight... Uh, Mark Carroll. Mark Carroll. But they combined so well But that's well the together. thing. And then they're packing they together in the aside. scrums. And then they're both pitting Queenslanders. Yeah. And it's like, you got the two craziest motherfuckers out there, arm in arm, hitting other blokes. And you're like, this is what I wanted to see. I want to see those two fight, but I also want to see when they're fighting on the same team. And calling back, Chief's um, standoff with Marty Bella is one of my favourite. Because you just look at Chief and he's looking at Marty Bella saying... Mate, you don't want to borrow this. You do not want to borrow this. And Marty yeah. Bell's going, rawr, rawr, rawr. and then Chief just feeds him. Marty Bella, not not much for literacy, uh, vocally no. or uh, written. I no, think. no, no. He was not a smart man. He was a gurgler. He was a gurgler. He was a gurgler. He was a gurgler. And uh, but you're like, uh, that was yeah. That that would have to be also yeah. Fantastic choice there, mm. Paul Harrigan. I'm such a nice man. A sweet, sweet for, man for someone so violent on the field, and, and then you talk to him now. And he's a huge, huge man. And then when you talk to him these days, he has time for everyone. He'll stop and chat to everyone. Does a lot of great things for the town. I'm really happy that he stayed around Newcastle, like stuck around Newcastle, and is doing such great things. Love to have you on the show, Paul. Oh, avid listener as well. Avid loves listener loves the, the show. Joust. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, that's a really good choice, um, Liam. Um, there's also another question. We oh, we've run out of time. I'm sorry. We, if you that's all right. We'll cover it tomorrow at the Joust. Yes, yes, uh, we will. Uh, we'll also uh, plug that in a second. But uh, we also, uh, as we like to do here at the Joust, uh, Liam uh, is a bit of a history buff and we like to look up a bit of a blast from the past of uh, previous Origin players this week uh, that are maybe no longer in the spotlight. Liam, who have you got this week? Uh, I've got David Barnhill this week. Now, Barnhill had a great career for New South Wales. Played nine Origins. Barnhill's involved. Barnhill's involved. Wasn't he ever? That famous call as he uh, wrestled with Billy Moore over the sideline. And he was Pants one... Th- pulled right up his arsehole. He did. They didn't mind the old wedgie. He didn't but mind it. He was one of the last players to really sport the, I'm going bald, but I'm also going to keep growing my hair. Yeah, and tape the ears up. And just tape the ears up. Look, it was a great Which, look. Which, if anything, accentuates the bald patch. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, it was just something that I was like, so proud about. Like, I'm, I'm still a, a real tough bastard. But I'm also losing all my mm. hair. I don't care about modern masculinity. This is just what I am. It's great. So and he was what he was, and you know, he had he had a really good career. He played for the Dragons, played for the Raiders, the Roosters, and then uh, went off to the retirement home. Played for Leeds Rhinos. Uh, but you know, the city got a bit too much for him, and he um, retired uh, to live in a large multi-purpose agricultural building. Nagy, I see. Right. Yeah. Up and yeah. uh, away from the city. So out of, of the city. So on a farm. On a farm, maybe large, like. Maybe like up, maybe like away from the city. Actually, the, it was it was situated on the Great Dividing Range up there so up in, in the, the mountains. mountains. Up in oh, the mountains. Okay. So there was some, uh, some, you know, altitude to his uh, large multi-purpose agricultural building that he lived in. That's amazing that he decided to give up his rugby league sort of fame and and go up to the mountains and live in a large yeah, multi-purpose li- agricultural building. He lived in a large multi-purpose agricultural building, building in the mountains at altitude, at altitude on a mountain. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought that Barnhill? Lived up there. Up there. 
It's quite amazing. I, I, you know, it's, it's just a case of, you know, things, good things happen to those who wait. Look, God bless David Barnhill for all he did for the game. Uh, all he did from New South Wales, uh, a classic blue boy. And all he did to Billy Moore. And all he did to Billy Moore that day because Barnhill's involved. Um, Barnhill's <laughs> I really involved. do love a good blast from the past, Liam. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to look that up and finding these past players. Um, look, that's it for uh, the Jazz for this week. Uh, be sure... That if you're watching Origin, you're watching it at uh, the big Joust takeover at uh, Central Bar. I nearly forgot what it was called then. But uh, Liam and I will be giving up the most clean-cut, fantastic Origin energy field Family program. Family program for, uh, for mostly pre-game. So get there before the game because we're not going to interrupt any of the Channel 9's brilliant coverage. Well, so, we wouldn't dream of it. But it's going uh, to be a spectacle for the ages. Be there and be part of history in the making. Uh, but uh, also... Uh, follow all our stuff uh, from the Jazz on uh, SoundCloud as well as iTunes, all all the social pipes. Just keep a uh, keep a good eye out and uh, and uh, look. Thanks for listening this week. Um, we'll see you all tomorrow. Oh, be there or be bashed by me. <laughs> good night, Jousters. Love you all. Who can take a Candyman